All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. Wow, is it really you? It is I. Sorry, it's been Gee. so long that I, for some reason, went back to pure COVID time and thought that we were maybe <laughs> recording for mom. Well, you know what? I guess the last podcast we did, we've done two since I got married. Right. One of them was virtual. Right. Because I had a COVID scare. My whole family had COVID. And Everyone, I, oh. I thought for sure I had it, and I didn't. You know what's crazy? I went to Boston this past weekend. Sorry, the weekend before last. Yes. And of the nine people that went, I think... Five have gotten COVID from that trip. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. So you must have been testing like crazy. I was testing like I tested yesterday. Yeah. Like was like my last time. Uh, but I had a friend test positive yesterday. But isn't it I'm so? Like, that, like, I don't. That could be maybe from anywhere else too. At this point, like it's so arbitrary. It makes yeah. no sense. We. It's not a society in which we live. No. Just this. this <laughs> it's not a society. Just this random Game of Thrones. We don't live in a society. <laughs> That's my new slogan, actually. Every time something bad happens, I say, we don't live in a society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, how are you? This is definitely the longest we've ever gone without a podcast. It feels like. Five weeks. I don't think we've ever topped five weeks. Five, that's how long it's been? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, it's all on me because I oh, no, no, stuff no, no. just keeps coming up. No. And and then the 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 big thing is that I now get home at about probably like six o'clock. I actually most times it's manageable. I shouldn't even complain. I, I we should be able to to make it happen. But are you not more tired than you've been in the that's, rest of your adult that's life? Definitely true. Yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah, that's true. Longer longer work days. Right. Anyway. No, it's okay. I don't know. Maybe we need to reframe what the podcast does on a regular basis or, 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 or how frequent it is. Or... I would feel really guilty if we had to do that because I don't know. I feel like maybe we'll we'll take it as it comes. Maybe there's going to be like weeks where it's like, no, we got to do this thing this week. I generally think that's true. There are certain mm-hmm. times where we have to. And like this is one of those weeks. Yes. Um, this was a must do. This was a must do. But... On the other hand, like while you're experiencing one of like the great tectonic uh, shifts of your life, mm. you're also about to experience yet another one, like that, an even, even that's bigger also one. True. And so, like, <laughs> it, we don't have to decide on it, but like maybe eventually the show show becomes the first of every month. Sure. Every every date one, right? You can count on a show show to come. Yeah. Or or every one in fifteen. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. We can play it by ear. Yeah. That's I'm what not, we've always I'm done not sure. I'm not for sure. six years. I'm not sure what the baby is going to bring to the equation. Oh, maybe, no, maybe no good takes. Maybe that's it'll for make sure. me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it'll make me want to. Yeah, she's she's actually. I heard she's a big Bang Theory fan. Ugh. This is just kind of the early, <laughs> early word. Right. Well, we're going to see. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Bang Theory. <laughs> I've never heard it reduced to Bang Theory. Well, I said she's a. Big Bang Theory. Oh, fan. oh, okay. But I was She's a big fan of, of the Bang the, Theory. Of the is, bang, what I, is what I heard. The Bang Theory. <laughs> she loves the Bang Theory. Do you want to start there? Because there's Mayum news, and she was in that. Okay, the um, news that I heard, and tell me if I'm right here. Can mm, I guess at headlines? For, sure. Okay. I mean, there's like Jeopardy stuff spanning every single week her, since we've last done a show. Her and Ken Jennings are continuing to share. The yeah, day. they both <laughs> got the job essentially. Oh, okay. That's official. Yeah. And so it's like one of the great compromises. And so when I found out that happened, I was so overcome with relief that I couldn't be mad that I would still be seeing her six months later. Right. Year. <laughs> That's how they hoodwinked us. Yeah. Which I think is that, maybe that was, smart. That was their negotiation. But what I can't, and I guess I'm in a little bit of a Jeopardy fan echo chamber because mm-hmm. to me, nobody likes Maya Bialik on this show. Right. Um, and by the way, neither does my 91 year old grandmother. And so okay. that has to account for something. She's yep. not on Reddit. Um, she's oh, on she, instagram but she's, she's not, not she's not grand jeopardy fan no. three grand <laughs> three grand uh. um no she's not on like the discord or anything mm-hmm. about <laughs> about Maya, but she's not a fan i from my pov nobody really likes the way she conducts this sure. show yeah uh, i think i told you that she was a guest on justin long's podcast and she actually was like pretty likable on it i yeah. thought she was fine and so i actually was relieved to see that i don't just have this like seething hate for someone right you i just really dislike how she handles my favorite show you could change yeah uh yeah um but i really like ken and ken is back now 
mm-hmm. and he's going to be back for a lot of it. But uh, that's that's the big Jeopardy news is that they decided to give it to both of them. Like it. Yeah. yeah, I'm good with that. I'm just happy. It seemed like they weren't giving Ken as much due diligence as they were giving Maya. She definitely a took bit, a right? long stretch. Yeah. And she's also hosting the upcoming uh, Celebrity Jeopardy special in prime time at the end of September. And we learned today some of the celebrity contestants include Ray Romano, okay. Aisha Tyler, okay. Patton Oswald, All right. Eliza Schlesinger, mm-hmm. Michael Sarah. I'm curious to see what that's like. Huh. So yeah. it's kind of a good lineup. Yeah, you don't see Michael Sarah a whole lot. No, like in he was in the, the Life with Beth show. But I mean, I guess in like regular interaction. No, which Jeopardy certainly isn't a regular interaction either. But no. it's people that are supposed to be kind of like normal peeps having conversation with the host. Yeah, well, Celebrity Jeopardy is interesting because mm. do you, did your parents ever watch like Hollywood Squares or any kind of game show that yeah. actually features? You know how like it was for me anyway. It was kind of a, a mind melt that people could participate in a game show mm-hmm. and not take it seriously. Right. It was really unfathomable to me that they could say an answer that was understood as their joke answer. Right. And then they would give their and real then answer. And give an actual answer. And they wouldn't be penalized for screwing right. around. That's actually what the show was. And so I guess that happens in Jeopardy a little bit with celebrities, although we don't really have a recent frame of reference. And Jeopardy is quite strict about its rhythm and its timing. Mm-hmm. So they'll have an opportunity to be charismatic, but they also have to be playing. And... To keep the game interesting and flowing, I think the questions have to be a little easier than right. your, your typical Brainiac right. game. Celebrity Jeopardy is a little more fun to play along with. But I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Michael Sarah, last week was the uh, super bad 15th anniversary. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. What was there like any fanfare about it? Did there they was do like, any like yeah like th- there was a Vanity Fair spread and they did like an oral history and they interviewed Seth. Oh, and Evan that's interesting. And, and I think they interviewed Jonah, who's uh, gearing up to put out a documentary that he made, um, and probably Michael Sarah as well. Maybe Bill Hader. Cool. I like that. Man, what a stacked cast when you think about it. In totally the, like the fact that Bill Hader and Jonah hill might end up being the most kind of decorated people of that yeah decorated is an interesting uh qualifier you know what i mean like, like definitely seth rogan is the richest the richest for sure and maybe the most you're forgetting but, but you're not for, the most forgetting A-list. somebody because there's an oscar winner in that movie and her name is emma stone, emma stone yeah. yeah was she in the oral history i don't think so hmm. no. i wonder how she feels about super bad oh I, I think that she's cool yeah that was a big that was a big deal for her. Yeah. There was another big movie and it escapes me, so this is bad radio, but there was another big movie that I learned last week came out on the same day as Super Bad, and that was like really interesting to go back to that point in time. Mm, another comedy movie? No, I think it was like a much sweeter movie, but it's also a classic. Maybe it'll come to me at some point. Ah. Uh, the town. <laughs> much sweeter. Much sweeter. <laughs> Super bad. Uh yeah. Okay. Uh do you want to talk about what we've been watching? It's really hard to to round everything up because it's been so long. I know. Yeah. I've uh we did we talk about the rehearsal at all? I think the last time we spoke, we were like, Hey, this is coming out. Yes. Or it, the first episode had been out. I, I had I had seen the first one you and had. you hadn't yet dived in. I've seen two or three of them now. Okay. And I wasn't looking to give up on it, but we kind of got consumed with a bunch of other sure. watchings. And so I was always going to go back to it. But then I heard Sean Fennessy do a long bit the other day about how important this was as an art installation and that it like plays with like it has moral ambiguity and that it's just very significant. And it's, so I absolutely want to get back in. It's totally a thing that you're not sure is the thing that might be the thing. And then it kind of veers into a different thing. Right. And you're like, is this really meta? Or... Is it actually about his own feelings about parenthood? Yeah. Or like anything. Like, is this therapy for him? Or is this like, what? are we watching and was this always what the show was supposed to turn into was well, he the architect of it or i think no i think they were probably open to letting the show become something else which is good 100 because... and i think they tried like six different things along the way well at the and first... so it seems like you're you're like how did i go down 11 roads it's just so weird that they throw the format out after the first episode yes like the first episode is about this guy who is in a trivia 
league and he has this deep dark secret which is not a very deep dark secret like he feels so ashamed that he's lied to all his friends about being more educated than he is right and he thinks they're all gonna like throw him in the ditch when they find out the truth right like didn't have a master's degree right and so like running him through all the scenarios in which he can actually come clean yeah. feels a lot more like nathan for you in a strange way it's not what nathan for you is about but like that he's an individual person who we're going to focus all our energy on and he's very quirky and he doesn't really know how to interact with nathan's rhythm yeah Really, but yeah, really, that's what the the hilarity of Nathan for you ended up being. It yes. was it was less kind of the business and more kind of oh, him yeah. talking with people. Hundred percent, and that's that's why the finale was so astounding. Sorry. I've heard that it's astounding, and I, I I am very excited to get back into that. Ashamedly, and I think I said this before, we've fallen down a very unrewarding OC rabbit hole. Yes, because it appeared on one of the streamers. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. We're like the couple that likes teen melodramas. Why don't we watch the one that kind of defined our generation? Right. Um, and it's like entertaining sometimes, but it's... And something that I don't remember from the first time around with the OC is how self-aware it is. Yeah. It actually like... It seems fully aware that it is a teen soap and it kind of lampoons itself. But on the other hand, the drama is so frustrating and mm -hmm. Marissa is so frustrating. Oh, God. I can't imagine watching Marissa like... I feel like the only thing that allowed us to forgive Marissa was the fact that she was like older than us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but but the thing about this show, and you notice this as, as an adult watching back, is yeah. that everyone else is 26 and she's 17. Right. And so it's very uncomfortable watching right. her in all these situations. Mm -hmm. We're watching the very long, much longer than I remembered, Olivia Wilde arc right now. Oh, I loved that arc. Really? Yeah. Okay. I was very pro Olivia Wilde. When she started like <laughs> coming up in other things, I was like, oh my God, that's OC. Did you know Olivia Wilde, like pre being a very famous person and pre OC, pre house, was married to an Italian prince? Like that's her backstory. No. Yeah. I did not she know that. She was 23. She was on the OC and her husband was an Italian prince. Oh my God. And so now there's just a guy out there who's an Italian prince and when he has to tell things about himself, one of them is, I was married to Olivia Wilde for a yeah, few years. Yeah, you know years. Olivia Wilde? She yeah. was my wife. I feel like that'd be like, no, this flex does not check out. No, and then you, you would So many Google things it. you could flex about and it's this. Yeah. And then you would Google it and be like, oh, wow. Yeah. What, this changed my opinion on this prince. Was this during the OC arc that yeah. I watched a lot when I was 13? Exactly. That was an important arc for me. And then on the other end of the spectrum in terms of quality, uh, the bear which oh, yeah. I was in love with. Right. Last time we talked, you, you were watching it for the second time because you found it to just be a good hang. Yeah. And I totally get that. Yeah. Um, I didn't see how that could be based on what I knew about it. Yeah. The thing about the bear is that the gravity of it, of the subject matter, is so perfect because mm. it actually is a comedy. It's a dark comedy. Yeah. That is about something quite heavy. Yep. But you never really feel overwhelmed. You're not by overwhelmed it. by it. You yeah. can, you can. That's why I've been able to binge it both times. I've watched it. The first time I watched, it, I watched it all in a day, and the second time I watched it was the second time where I was like, I'm just gonna put this on on my day off while yeah. I like do stuff around the house. Absolutely sensational. And that second last episode <laughs> was so exhausting oh, when yeah. it ended. Just like all of the anger and fighting. Like well, that, and, that and, whole you, and you got that it was one take, right? Yes. There are no cuts in that episode. And and that's that lends itself to the panic of the episode mm. that is actually happening in the storyline. I think so there are, though. I I listened to an interview about it, and they said And they no. said they had one. Well, you and I went to see 1917 together, and you know yeah. how they were like really right. clever about where they hid the cuts? Uh -huh. I thought they were doing that in the bear as well. And right. then I heard um, Jeremy Allen White, is that his name? Yeah. I heard him say that they had to do they, it six times in full. Really? Yeah. And like I was, <clears throat> he was like the best part of Shameless. Yeah, but I didn't watch James. No, I know. But I'm, ha I'm happy that he found his own thing to do. And it's like, like a good fit for him. And yeah. also, really loved the... Um, the monologue? Yeah I, uh, yeah, I loved the monologue. But I also loved the fact that... Um, what's his face? Uh, ended up... John Bernthal ended up being the, the brother yeah. in the end. They were just well, kind of like sitting on it. The show had... It was such an important decision to cast Bernthal in that part. Because that, that character... Based on what you know about him, the yeah. lore of the character, he has to be larger than life. He has to be charismatic. You have to buy that he was like leaving an imprint on all these people. Right. And so it was really interesting that they chose to cast somebody famous for a small part. But then thinking back, the show is 
full of weird little cameos. Like mm-hmm. Joel McHale is in a flashback. Yes, what a strange thing. I thought we were going to be seeing him like every episode from then on in. Or um, Molly Ringwald is in it for a second. Yes. For no particular reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah, what a, what a really weird... Did they film all of it in Chicago or... I don't know. It just kind of set in Chicago. Yeah, I don't know. That I wonder if that would be the Ringwald connection that they were trying to go for. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, I really like the show. Oh, I love really it. like the ending. And it is renewed. Yes, I don't it's, know if it if it ought to be. I think it. I think it kind of had to. Well, ma- yeah, you're right. It's one of those shows that it could be done after one season. Yeah. But you'd be like, oh, I wish they brought that back if they didn't bring it back. Well, although I, it would have been a, a satisfying ending. I don't think that there's not a lot to tell. Certainly, like. Sydney and the and the baker the donut guy like right. there's definitely a lot more to build upon with these characters yeah but Sydney was incredible stunning she was so she good was, yeah but well, like what is the main crux because he has worked through some pathos by the end mm-hmm. of this series mm-hmm. and now the restaurant is something else too right and so it can't just always be Mikey is the dark cloud over over this restaurant right I guess we'll find out yeah, you're right. Mikey is going to have to find some... Uh, he can't be the exact same way in every episode. No, no. I, I'm talking about the the dead brother. You mean Richie? I meant Richie. Yeah. <laughs> also, amazing turn in by that right. actor. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> he's he's a guy where I'm like, this guy was just an actor who was not in things for like, like probably 20 years. Yeah. And then finally landed this. You're probably right. He's probably 40. Like, what was he doing before? He was in Girls. Do you remember oh, was he? Girl? Yeah, he no, plays he plays that. like Marnie's dirtbag boyfriend. Okay. You know that iconic Marnie scene? Like the there's like a, a thing really. that like definitely like rustled feathers involving Marnie. No, anyway, but I'll Google it. He was it the afterwards. other person in that. Careful what you Google. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> and then he was also in this uh he was in the Elizabeth Holmes show, the Amanda Seyfried um oh, really? Bad Blood show. He played the real life journalist who kind of cracks the case on Theranos. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so he's a he's a working actor, very good actor, yeah, yeah. and and really is like not wasting his time on the bear. No, no, I love how many times he just brought a gun out <laughs> in that like comic book episode where he just like shoots the gun without any repercussion in in the middle of the line. Maybe you and I should call each other cousin. Sure thing, cousin. That's the thing we should do, cousin. Yeah. Um, I watched the first episode of the A League of Their Own show with Abby Jacobson. What did you think of that? Well, I think that uh, it's not going anywhere because nobody is talking about it period no full stop i actually like intentionally avoided it because it was like well i haven't i heard anything about this i don't want to even turn it on i really like the pilot it's yes it was was really entertaining and they they shoveled a lot of plot in there nice she's very winning yes uh darcy carden is kind of the other person in it it's a big ensemble but darcy carden's definitely number two in the show and she's obviously amazing Mm -hmm. it has all the pieces i don't know but and, and also by the way it definitely was expensive to make yeah, this, oh, imagine. the set pieces they built, but I don't hear anybody talking about a league of their They're own. They're even kind of like uh, burying the fact that Nick Offerman is even in it. Like I oh, saw yeah. a poster and I was like, Nick Offerman, is he playing like the Tom Hanks character? I don't, I don't remember if I even saw him in the pilot because I've only watched okay. the one. And I don't know if there has to be explicitly a Tom right. Hanks character because it's like it's in the universe. It's the Rockford Peaches, but it's not the same people. Oh, okay. So it's not starting from the exact same. No, it's place. like the next year. It's oh, like the okay. next, the next Rockford Peaches. Right. Yeah. So they're like, gosh, those Rockford Peaches were such a hit last yes, year that like, we should. Exactly. Oh, wow, yeah. Like but all of the men who generation. run the league still aren't like on board with all of the, the, the tides turning. Like they still want all the players wearing dresses and stuff. Did Abby Jacobson help write it? Yeah, I think she's the co-creator she's like, of the. That's cool. Or the recreator of the show. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I will watch it now that I, you've given it your blessing. I mean, I guess we'll see. I just, mm-hmm. I don't don't get too invested. I guess is what I have to say because it no, doesn't seem fair. like it's it's going anywhere. Have you watched um, all or any of the new season of Never Have I Ever? Is there a new season out? Hell yeah! It says that there are three seasons on Netflix and that we've watched all of them. I think this new season is the third season. Why does it say we've watched all of them? I don't know. Maybe Jem watched them without you. That uh, would be that would be a huge betrayal. Betrayal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she would. You know what? It's it, this is exactly what happened last year too. I uh-huh. watched. I put on the first one and I'm like, I'm out on this show. Right. These people are so annoying, and then I just consume all of them. And I actually think it's really good for the soul. It's a really watchable show. This solves so much confusion because I, I saw that it was like number one on Netflix. Yeah. And I clicked it and I was like, three seasons. Okay. All of these episodes have been watched. Like literally I scrolled through. That's strange. Yeah. Does someone else have your Netflix password? 
No, I don't think so. Huh. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. I'll text you when Maybe I get Maybe something weird happened where like a laptop got left open and it just played through them all. Some glitchy Maybe. thing. Or something like that. Or Jen, like maybe it automatically started playing through while Jen fell asleep. That That's what I that's mean. Also that's possible. possible yeah. The thing is, like, I think that Davy is very good. Davy. The gal playing her, mm-hmm. like the star of the show, I think she's so funny. Yep. And I think the mom is really good. Yes. I think the 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 pretty, I don't know if you remember it that well because you haven't watched it in a year, but the, the there's the two guys, right? There's like the kind of nerdy guy who yep. antagonizes her and then there's the ridiculously pretty boy. Yep. Um, who she's as of the start of the show kind of dating. Right. I think he's not very good. He's like also like one of those weird, like, how old are you? And he's like, Haha, I don't know, maybe 30. He's 31. He's older <laughs> oh, than he's me. Actually 30. Yeah. Okay. And again, it's it's kind of like Marissa and Ryan. Right. It's like this, this girl is young. Um, he's also just doing a Dave Franco impression. He just, yes. close your eyes. He sounds exactly like Dave Franco. He's so close to Dave Franco. Uh, I think the, the, the dorkier boy in it is very good also. And then the rest of the friends are not good. I find them very not good very terrible but it's okay I they're, really they're remember. not they're not in it enough for it to be a turnoff overall i find the show good yeah yeah is there a different um narrator for this season or is there do <laughs> not, they play with yet. the narration because i'm not done the season but okay. yes they did another sandberg episode okay yeah oh and it's specifically sandberg it was last year too yeah no I, that, but that so they went with him again it yes. wasn't like uh they they did the sandberg thing no no had. it okay. was they did they did him again. oh that's yeah. amazing yeah. i love that but they might as well like give everybody a narrator I yeah think that's a funny idea <laughs> it's really funny um i watched the first episode or some of the first episode of the sandman okay no disrespect i know it's like a very important comic book and i guess people who care about it mm-hmm. think the adaptation is pretty good but i just was very bored man we i don't think we can get through any of the neil gaiman vehicles can we did you watch all of anything I haven't gotten through any Neil Gaiman. No, you're neither. right. Not Good Omens. Not American Gods. No, I had. I, this... I haven't even. I couldn't even watch all of the Stardust movie. No, I had this conversation with someone at work today because I saw a copy of Good Omens on their table, and I was like, "Huh." I've seen Coraline in full. Oh, that's a Neil Gaiman thing. Yeah, he's got a. He's got his hands on a lot of things. Totally. He's like a great creator. I want uh, to like Neil Neil Gaiman, and I always see interviews where he's like. Neil Gaiman says, like, this thing is going to be great. And then there's, like, another headline where it's, like, Neil Gaiman says, if Netflix doesn't want season two of Sandman, it can go to, like, Yeah, he's talking about it a lot. I think he's actually, like, he's trying a new approach. Right. He's, like, like, like daring Netflix to do the wrong thing. He's he's hoping that his fans will stand up before that happens and Netflix will be, like, okay. I think he's, like, preemptively before it even seems like the show's not doing well yep which it is doing well mm-hmm. he's like galvanizing his base right to like rise up should he need them to yeah which i guess that's one way to promote yeah it's not bad no I, we'll see how it works out like i don't know i i just don't re- i feel like it's always going to be kind of the same level of success for yeah game and shows um i've watched about half of minx Okay, I think you watched yeah, well, some a little bit of. of. Um, yeah. It's kind of like I don't find the show bad, but I never feel like urgent to get back to it. No, I think that's why we haven't got back to it. Um, I watched the new movie, Not Okay, on Hulu. Okay, so this is a, it's a Zoe Deutsch movie, and it's on Disney Plus yeah. here in Canada. And I really like her, and I thought the premise was interesting. And which, what's she from again? Like so. She's in The Politician. I always reference the movie um, Everybody Wants Some, in which yes. she's just like the girl in it. Okay. Um, but That's a good ref. Yeah, but I wish that there was like a better, more obvious example of like thing that she's done. And maybe there is, and it's just not coming to me. She's the girl in Set It Up with Glenn Powell. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. Leah Thompson's daughter. She's right. really awesome, really oh, charming. And in this movie, she is quite deliberately not awesome, not charming. She plays this lonely woman who works for it's not clear what a magazine or a a blog or something and she and she just wants to be famous on the internet okay she's got a really warped sense of like what human worth is and so in order to impress a boy she lies about going on a writer's retreat to paris and she pulls this whole like scant like she she makes all these fake photos and and writes all these fake blog entries convincing everybody in her in her atmosphere that she actually went on this writer's retreat mm-hmm. to Paris and that she was at the Arc de Triomphe and then she wakes up one morning and she's got a bunch of texts of people who are worried about her she goes and checks online and there was a terrorist attack at the Arc de Triomphe where she supposedly was ah uh. 
And so she decides rather than coming clean, she's going to become like a spokesperson for this tragedy. Uh, okay. And it's a really interesting movie about today. Right. About about artifice and 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 frankly loneliness mm-hmm. and influencer culture. It's kind of a tough watch because she's really not likable. Yeah. But I thought it was kind of a good movie. Hmm. Okay. And and you would recommend? I do recommend you not give okay. It your ass. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I give it my ass. We also watched this movie on on Netflix last weekend called Look Both Ways. Okay. Which I don't know that I do recommend. I don't discourage you watching it, but it's very cutesy. In premise, it's kind of neat because it starts with um, she has a pregnancy scare. She hooks up with her friend. Mm-hmm. Who, they're not a couple, but they like have a one night stand. Yeah. Then she thinks she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the movie is two timelines. One where she is pregnant and she has the baby. Oh, And the crazy. other one is where she never gets pregnant. It was Whoa. just a scare and her life goes in two opposite directions. And so the way of formatting that movie is really cool. And the movie itself is never bad. It's just mm-hmm. not that deep. Right. It's a Netflix movie of the week. Sure. So you're not... Who's in that? Is that just like a name's random... Lily Reinhardt. She's Betty in Riverdale. Okay. And this movie actually kind of showed me that she's a better actor than I would have thought she was. Okay. Um, there's like a little bit of an edge to the movie. A little bit. Um, but I'm just so out on Riverdale that I wouldn't otherwise have gone after it. Right. Oh, and Luke Wilson plays her dad. It's crazy to me That's that we live in a world where Luke Wilson can be a grandfather is, in something, uh, but yeah. he is. He is for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And I did the math and it tracks. Is there a, a satisfying ending? Yeah. Or is there just endings to both of them? There's endings yeah. to both of them. And you, and you don't know which actually happened. Well, neither and both of them happened. Okay. You know, it's like, this right. is what would have happened. This is what would have happened. Right. Okay. Right. Got it. Um, Californication. I rewatched the first four seasons. Why'd you do that? (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing to yourself? (laughs) Because like 12 years ago, I watched them Uh and I really thought it was great. Right. And now I realize it's just doing a Sorkin impression and that's why I thought it was great. Yeah. And also... Is the first season good? The first four, four seasons aren't... No, they're not good. The first season is okay... Uh-huh. But the show's not that great overall. And one thing I remembered, and I said to myself, if I'm going to get back into watching this show, I'm only going to watch the first four seasons, of which there are seven. Yes. Because um, I remembered thinking after season four, how is this not the series finale? This is so mm-hmm. obviously a series finale. And I can tell you that remains to be true. It's insane that they made more after, right. the, after the season four finale. Well, I think they made the first season end as though it wasn't getting picked up. I think they made all the season finales not right. knowing if they, they were, were going to get like, picked up. Just and so that makes it, it seem very... It's it's one of the most um, recently problematic shows I've ever watched. Yes. Oh, he says the N-word in it. Yeah. It's wild. I thought I remembered like yeah. weird. Yeah. And all of it is just done like cheeky. Like it's... <laughs> isn't it charming that I am this big of a fuck up? Right. And it's not charming. It's really pathetic and cringy. It's sad to watch yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember these are reasons that, why I haven't watched good television. I remember that also being like an age like, wow, look at this guy do his thing. Yeah. He's supposed to seem like a cool outlaw. Right. And actually he's an asshole to everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> I watched The Kids Are All Right with Annette Benning and Julianne Moore. Okay. That was pretty good. What Mark, Mark Ruffalo is in it as well. So I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes, we talked about that. We did talk about yeah, that. Yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay. And I also watched Doctor Strange. Okay. Less impressed with Doctor Strange. Man, I'm so over it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch She-Hulk yet? No, I haven't seen any She-Hulk it's, attorney at law. It's, it's, it's surprising. I think it's Tatiana Maslany. Yeah. We just really like Tatiana yeah, Maslany. Yeah, she's awesome. She seems great. She's Canadian. Mark Ruffalo, also great. Yeah, she's from Regina. Mm-hmm. What a funny place. It's not even like, you know. Yeah, no one's from Regina. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You could be from like Victoria, BC, and it'd be like, okay, I, I that tracks. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Even like, you know, Halifax, more people are from Halifax than Regina. Regina is a tough one. Yeah. Not a tough one. Just a, a, probably a tough one to get out of. I bet it's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. She was born to leave Regina for sure. (laughs) No, I haven't watched it and I don't think I will. No. Especially if we're going to do fewer podcasts and there's not going to (laughs) be any incumbency on me to actually watch Attorney at Law. Marvel shows seem to be coming less important. Boy, do they. With every season of a new show. They just choke the channel. Well, the... What what do they have like Kid Marvel or something? Um, 
the Miss Marvel? Miss Marvel. Yes. Yeah. Right. That I was like, once that started being introduced, I'm like, are we supposed to know what happens here? Well, and like, I don't know what the consensus is about anything anymore. And I know you should make up your mind about stuff, but so much stuff involving either women or brown people gets review bombed. Right. And so I don't know if people like Can't it. Can't trust that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's very true. Um, I Were there other shows that I watched? Like all all I've been doing, other we're kind of still getting through The Boys, which has been... Uh, I think we're on the last episode of the latest season, which it's like, it's the boys. I kind of want to get through it fast. And then yeah. there are kind of parts where I'm like, are they st- oh, I'm are enjoying they this. breaking the mold at all? Cause I just never could connect with the boys. No, I don't think, I think there's just like a very, like, it's still very popular. Oh, industry. Oh yeah. Is a big one that I'm keeping up with. Right. Really like an industry. My friend Duncan really likes industry. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't know how I got into it last year. If it was a, a popular thing or if i just kind of saw it on hbo and i think sh- i must think, have seen something i think chris and it. andy stumped for it and so it's always kind of in your ear yeah maybe they yeah maybe they got me into yeah. it and um and anyway i'm still still liking that i find it interesting i find it a little like this is a weird thing to say but i find it almost like like over the top like pornographic <laughs> you know what okay. i mean like where you're like when when uh, you turn on a show and you're like, should I put the blinds down for this? <laughs> that's that's when I really start yeah. to question, like the choices made in the show, which is fine. Like there's a, but I really do feel like, like because you can see inside my house as you walk by. This sure. is an actual thought that goes in my head. Is like, are people gonna look in here and be like, fuck, who's the perv there? <laughs> Just like watching. <laughs> like this is an HBO show. I can remember coming home at midnight when you and I lived together and I put on when Harry met Sally uh-huh. and you were asleep and I tried really hard not to be noisy, but I would watch movies and TV shows uh, in my room yeah. after midnight. And I put on when Harry met Sally, which of course has like a famous fake orgasm scene. Right. And I remember like riding the volume. So you wouldn't think I was watching porn. Yeah. And you, but you did actually weirdly jack the volume up all the way for that scene, <laughs> yeah. which I found entirely disrespectful and i would add to it as well yeah i would throw you, in my own well yeah. you were saying like do it sally <laughs> keep going i will have what she's and having. you screamed i'll have what she's <laughs> having um i watched well i told you i read the firm did i tell you i watched the firm no long time since i've had an experience where I read the book and then immediately watched the movie okay i haven't had that experience in such a long time no and i forgot how challenging it is because there's always going to be things that are very fresh in your brain that you feel compelled to say, no. You skipped so much. No. Right. Man, this has to be one of the great examples of like bastardizations of, really? of a movie and a book. And I can't even tell if they made the wrong decision. It just confirms to me that like the pacing of films and novels has to be different. And so if they ever line up, it's kind of a miracle. Did you come out of the novel really liking it? I, yes. Okay. I, I really liked the book. I thought it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought the movie was not great. I think that the big change that they made that ultimately makes the conclusion different, mm-hmm. um, was arguably better for a movie. Okay. Or at least the plot, like the changes that they made were necessary. And then the final outcome, I didn't like as much. Right. It's hard to explain without like giving the whole thing away. But, um, I think the big issue is that they were concerned that Mitch McDeer on the page was not as charming as they need Tom Cruise to be. Right. They need him to be... Super charming. Yes, and more redeemable. Mm. Tom Cruise probably needs that too. Probably. But like the guy in the book is really stiff and no nonsense. He he would not like smirk, much less do a backflip down the street, which he does in the opening scene of the movie. <laughs> so when he does that, I was like, is this parody? Right. I remember hearing a story of someone on the who was an actor on the firm okay i forget what it was it's not the movie is full of people gene hackman holly hunter uh gary Busey's in it for a hot sec yeah i should give it a watch i have no idea what it's even about skippable the book is actually really fun okay 100 pages too long for sure but Mm -hmm. the book is really fun something gets confusing and the movie makes it less confusing but then it means that the final scene is different and i'm not happy about that Mm, okay i can see how that would upset you but i'm kind of psyched because there's like 30 more of these grisham adventures that are similar totally yeah um trying to think of another thing that i watched which i'm pretty sure there were there's still like several other things sure yeah 
but I can't quite clock it. Well, any. why don't I go over a couple of news sure, items? Yeah, and we do have do to it. get to House of the Dragon pretty soon. We do. So they're already like kind of starting to annoy me with this community movie discourse. Oh, sure. Are you seeing this on the subreddit? Uh, yeah. Every two days, somebody affiliated with that show is saying it's probably confirms that it's happening. Confirms that there's there's talks that yeah, it's happening. There's it's not a even script. Like, yeah. There's been a meeting. Right. Who gives a fuck? There's right. a movie about stuff all the time. Yeah. I have no doubt you're going to make a community movie. But like if you overhype it, it's just going to be annoying because uh-huh. community as great as it was for those first two seasons, mm-hmm. two seasons spilling a little bit into, into three, three, it is one of the great fizzles in entertainment in our lifetime. Definitely. So is it really worth it to have six seasons in a movie just for the meme? Just for the movie to like be kind of a letdown. Right. And it'll be a TV movie and like, yeah, they can probably mm. find it at Netflix. That's fine. They but probably like, will. Let's not like every 48 hours decide it's a big scoop that Dan Harmon says, yeah, maybe. Right. Um, Paul Rudd is joining Only Murders in the Building. That's a show that I definitely haven't watched once since you and I last talked. Okay. I watched like two episodes of the new season. Oh, and you di- you stopped watching it. Again, I'll season. get back to it and they're yeah. all out now. Mm-hmm. It's one of these shows, kind of like The Bear, and this was the problem that I had. Yeah. Um, I was waiting to watch it on Disney Plus because I knew it was going to premiere on a certain day. Yeah. They all dumped at once on Hulu months ago. Yeah. So the states have had access to these episodes for a long time. That's how you watched it. And I was like, I'll watch it on Disney Plus. And they decide they're going to go week by week. And I just feel like that's a real disrespect to me. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) These shows exist. Mm -hmm. It's already out there. Like, you're inviting me to find these episodes ill-gottenly. Yes. And so I will. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I feel. I'm paying for the for the subscription eventually. So like, why not? I'm trying so hard to do this legit. Yeah. So why are you like... But if I'm going to get it in two months, right. then why don't I just fucking pirate it? Their episodes are <laughs> like, 24 minutes. I'm not going to wait every eight days to watch a yeah, new one. Right. Uh, and Only Murders in the Building is, is also every week. And I certainly didn't care about that as much. But it also just makes me kind of like detached from needing to watch it. Right. And the, the my favorite thing about Only Murders is the style of it. It's not the characters, mm. the story. Right. I like the colors. Right. <laughs> I like the sets. Yes. Oh, For All Mankind was the other one we watched. Yes, we talked about that. That's yes. the alt history show. Finished it now. Yes. Yeah. And really satisfying. Great ending. I love the way they end their seasons. They're and you didn't cool. you've never watched any Saul. I know. I've never watched any Man, Saul. They're having a moment, aren't they? They really are. People yeah. are friggin' loving I ha- Saul. I have a theory that House of the Dragon is landing at a perfect time because the big T V community is all the heads are all about uh prequels right now. Everybody has full faith that prequels can be great mm-hmm. because of Saul. Because of Saul. You're probably right. And you know that Saul's good. Like yeah. even if you like even if you watch two seasons and we're out after those two seasons like me, I don't know, maybe it's just the years of TV that have gone by where I've heard that it's so good. The but thing, like the thing is like I, it, we look for our madmen's Mm, yeah. And sometimes they're waiting for us and we're being stubborn about them. Right. So like, I know what happens in Breaking Bad. I know the the two or three scenes that are too gruesome for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to... Guys, it's past. Stop begging me. But right. maybe I ought to watch Saul. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. It would be so satisfying to get through those six seasons now. That's almost like... I almost want the feeling, feeling of accomplishment. Yeah. And, just and, I know, and you know you're going to like it. That's the thing. So yeah. it's like, why not just do it? And he's going to win the Emmy, I think. It's going to be him or Bateman, right? Yeah. I think it's got to be him. It should be. Yeah. You, you made the point that he almost died for this season. Totally. And, and also, totally. he's just a career boy. Like, give it to him. He's been around for so long. Yes, man. He's a legend. Yeah, he's a legend. Uh, so Paul Rudd's going to be in Only Murders. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, I don't have a lot of opinions about the big, weird HBO Max thing that's happening. Okay. What's so weird about it? What is it? Well, you know about Batgirl. Yes. So that that's like the big obvious example. The fact that, that they also, shelved it's it. It's also and... happening all over the place. They're stripping right. pre-existing content off their services, even though they own it. And they're canceling stuff that's done and in the can. Right. And all we have to explain it is the phrase tax write-off. Right. And so it feels like a disservice to both content creators and to fans. And so HBO and in our universe, it's another media company that fires women with gray hair. Mm-hmm. They uh, We can say it. Yeah, uh, yeah it's Crave. <laughs> it's Crave. Which, Bell. which, by the way, is probably my favorite streaming service, but uh-huh. the, the take is starting to be like, if this keeps happening, like 
why should I consider you my favorite? Right. These are HBO Max decisions, I should say. It's, yeah. it's really, it's it's them and everybody else is at their mercy. But it's it feels very cynical what's mm-hmm. happening there. And that's the extent of my knowledge about it. Yeah. I I do kind of think it's stupid to acquire someone's content and then not release it to them if you're not going to ultimately play it on your platform. It's incredibly cruel to the people whose careers were like it, relying it on it. It just kind of seems like you've captured it. You've paid them for it, obviously. Well, and you've shunted people's resumes. Right. It's, it's, you didn't just do it to a, a Jamie Foxx movie. You did it to people who were hoping to like keep going. Totally. Yeah, and like, and and even like the crew and stuff probably would have been called back for the second season. Absolutely. Like that's the that's the big thing where it's like it's not so, just the actors, which, uh, like, what a waste of time for the actors too. It's that so ins- it's entire, so insulting. Like, um, whoa, Batgirl's gonna leak eventually, right? Yeah, I think so. There's gonna be enough like petition for it to come out, but but there's gonna be other ones that are like that that get canceled where it's just like, whoa, you just canned an entire season of something for nothing there's going to be a platform that eventually just gets all of that i'm going to start like the 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 d d list streaming platform yeah, just the dumping just, ground yeah yeah bring it on over here all the canceled pilots that never got an episode two hey, do you subscribe to landfill for uh 199 a month <laughs> 199 yeah i would you gotta make it cheap i would like, why not yes. people are talking about this landfill show you can hear us talking about it this, have you heard about this show on Landfill that's apparently got a fucking million followers? It's just pilots and things that never went anywhere. Yeah. It's There's no satisfaction. Right. But then HBO is buying back this Landfill content. But <laughs> Landfill's saying no. Landfill wants to have their first marquee show. Right. And they own it. So friggin' the uh, uh, the community movie <laughs> going, to, going to landfill. Man, landfill's not what it used to be. So ever since they started doing series finales, right. it's gone way down exactly. <laughs> I just want landfill to be like the old landfill. Yeah. <sighs> ninety nine. Right, we're on to something, I think. Do you hear landfill j- up to their charges to two fifty a month? <laughs> it's not worth it. We're never going to oh, know what happens. Landfill sucks. Uh, landfill, you can see like blue screens in the background because the production wasn't done. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You could just see like like fish wire people yeah people wearing <laughs> green suits. Uh, this is what it was supposed to look like. Yeah. Uh, Dan Levy joins Sex Education, which uh, has four seasons now, including him. Um, I love Dan Levy so much that I'll give Sex Education another chance, but I really didn't care for the pilot. But people no. do like that show. Wasn't that all British? Yes, I think so. So he's just going to be like a random Canadian, Canadian guy, dude. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Hayes died. That was gruesome. Yeah, I know nothing about that. I also thought Anne Heche was um, married to Ellen DeGeneres at one point. Is that They used true? to date. They yeah. did date. Okay. They did used to date. And then Anne Heche was married to the actor James Tupper, Okay, who went to my high school. Oh, what? Yeah. And wow. they lived in Nova Scotia for a little while. No way. Totally. His and, face is on the wall. Like and then the, she the just crashed into a, a house. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. She was recording a podcast and she got in a car accident. There were substances. Yeah, and then she was in a coma for like a week and she was recording a podcast while driving? <clears throat> no, she was driving home from recording a podcast oh, gotcha. on which they were consuming substances. Oh. Yeah, and and uh she died a week later and they had to take her off life support. Oh my god. Was, like you can't imagine a more horrific way to to go. No. Uh and Olivia Newton-John died as well, which was yes. a real like real point of sadness for me. I didn't know that could ever happen. There was a lot of uh fervor yeah. about that on uh on TV and stuff, people really were behind Olivia Newton-John. Well, she, she was famous for being like young and Sandy. sweet and perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And also, I think she was kind of a good person. I think so. I think she was a big like breast cancer um She had breast advocate. cancer off and on for 30 years. Yeah, that's wild. Well, she kind of had a varied career too. Like she, she had a bit of a musical career. and I mean, let's get physical. She was a big totally. pop star for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, like kind of a while after greece wasn't it yeah so she was like a quasi pop star in australia but not mm. that famous ahead of greece right then they put her in greece i heard a crazy story about uh travolta and the making of greece because they did it on the rewatchables recently okay. we, our our show is just basically a, a talking ring, about another podcast it's just a ringer reaction <laughs> podcast well and um, and it airs on the landfill network is it who plays kinnicky is it jeff conway or tim conway tim conway <laughs> is, it, 
No. Those are both people. Jeff Conway? I think it's I think Jeff, Jeff Conway. Conway. Those are both people, but I don't know which one is Tim which. Conway is like very comedic and old, I think. Yeah. yeah. So Conway. Uh, so he plays Kanicki. Uh-huh. Uh, Greased Lightning, traditionally on the stage, is Kanicki's song. But in order to get um, Travolta, who had played Danny on the stage for two years already at the time of the making of the movie, yep. and they really wanted to get Travolta because of Saturday Night Fever and Welcome Back, Cotter, uh, they had to agree to give Danny Greased Lightning. Which really sidelines Kanicki, who otherwise had one of the best songs in the show. Right. So uh, this relegates Conway to choreography, in which he gets a terrible like back injury, which starts him down the long road to, uh, of addiction to uh, prescription medication, which ultimately leads to his death. Whoa. So, <laughs> because Travolta was a diva. Uh-huh. He fill, killed fill, a guy. Fill in the blanks. No, wow. I didn't say that. No. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. His I said fill in the blanks. Blood is on your hands, Travolta. <laughs> and they're making a Ferris Bueller's Day Off spin-off movie. Okay. Which sounds awful, except it's made by the people who made Cobra Kai. On the one hand, I think they're the right people to do it. On the other hand, I have to question, is this what you want your whole legacy to be? Your whole portfolio mm. is like revitalizing 80s properties yeah. into like weird sidesteps? And it's a spin-off movie? Yeah. It's called Sam and Victor's Day Off. Okay. And it happens concurrently with the events of Ferris Bueller's Day Off and tells oh. the adventure of the two garage guys who go on a Ferrari joyride. <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. It is kind of hilarious. But I mean... Where do they go to put all those clicks on the Ferrari? I think it's hilarious maybe as like a comic book. Yeah. I don't think it's hilarious as like a... Like I feel like after 20 minutes of watching it, you'd be like, Okay. It's one episode on Let's landfill. It's it not in. a feature. No, film. no. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's 30 minutes yeah. that you get. It's one of those like Disney in between episodes things. Yeah. Like, you know. Like, a, like the Pixar short? Yeah. It's like a Pixar <laughs> short, essentially. I would like to see it animated Let's, like we a, could Pixar see a Pixar short. Pixar short of that. <laughs> um, all right. So House of the Dragon. Really interesting. Do mm-hmm. we need to recap it or do we just talk about this show? I think we can talk. I think maybe we should do like kind of a quick recap. We don't need to be on a timer for it. All right. So they establish right off the bat that we're taking place about 173 years before the Targaryens that we know. Yes. Uh, the king grows old and ill. He mm-hmm. has to pick a new heir. It's either between his, basically his nephew or his cousin. Right. It's real succession vibes. A man or a woman. Yeah. And he chooses the man, unsurprisingly, to everyone. Mm-hmm. And so that's uh, Varius or something. I'm not going to know the names. Yeah. Uh, He's got long white hair as Targaryens do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we flash a little bit forward and uh, there's like dragons and stuff. Mm -hmm. And already he's quite concerned with his line of succession because he has maybe sepsis or something. Right. He has like a disease from (laughs) sitting on the Iron Throne. They just basically show him like having a scab at one point. At the end where they show him cutting his hand on the throne, I'd be like... Okay, why am I even sitting on this? I laughed. Anymore? I was like, I, it's so funny that every time a, he sits in the Iron Throne, he hurts himself. He keeps getting cut. But it's not played for comedy. And they say, so funny. they say at one point, it's like, oh, well, it's from that throne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he really, he has a daughter, mm-hmm. but women can't be, uh, they can't sit on the Iron Throne, according to him and everybody. Yep. Uh, and so his pregnant wife, he is, he is very sure that she's carrying a boy and then he'll have a male heir and that would be great because he really doesn't want his heir to be his younger brother right matt smith who is a shit show a psycho a psycho and a shit yeah. show yeah he's murderous and 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 he loves uh prostitutes and he's yeah. clearly not the guy no <laughs> not who you want no and uh so then there's a tournament. What was the point of the tournament? Was that to establish anything? No, like I think it was wise? literally just like they were calling it the tourney. Yeah. Like the, the tournament. Um, at the same time as the birth of the baby, mm-hmm. there is this jousting tournament. And uh, Brother Matt Smith is in the tournament and yes. it gets incredibly brutal. And also uh, they've determined that the baby can't be delivered uh, without having to perform an emergency basically c-section do like something we've just been looking at yeah. it's basically called a c-section but yes. we'll, we'll learn that in another 500 years we have to we have to kill the wife we're and gonna, cut, her, cut her open and take the baby out. exactly uh and so he sanctions has, that has to make the call between like do you want the baby to live do you want to leave it with the gods or do you want the mom to live and so he goes with that the baby's born mm-hmm. uh we flash forward to the funeral of the mom 
but then it's quickly revealed that the baby also died and so it was just nothing but a horrific day yeah uh and so then there's some more uh scenes set at court where the king and Mm -hmm. his loyal subjects have to determine what we're going to do about this line of succession matt because smith, god knows it can't be matt smith matt smith has also killed a bunch of people in the tent in the town yeah, he on likes like to an, maraud in watch his, the, yeah yeah he marauds in his spare time right and also the night of the death of the baby he kind of soapboxes at the pub oh at yeah the pleasure house they call it right uh basically like kind of like sets himself up as the as the heir and it's right. considered very disrespectful to the king yes so the king tells him never now buddy and that's right. when he kind of realizes that maybe we got to change change things up and consider letting my daughter sit on the Iron Throne. Right. That's exactly what happened in the episode. Yeah. Do we actually see him make that speech to the yes to the bar? Because they're in court and somebody says, "My liege, you need to know about what happened last night at the Pleasure House with your brother Damon." Right. And then they do kind they of do like a, back and a forth flashback thing. and okay. forth. Yeah. Right. And he comes across as very uh, sleazy. Right. Yeah, and he's like, you you weren't even here. My like, w- my son and wife died. Yeah, and you were like out at the bar. Yeah, come on, man. Um, and actually, as much as we've talked about him, the main character is Rhaenyra, the daughter. Yes, who who, who like Matt Smith kind of has a thing for. Well, that's what I was thinking. Is like, are these yeah. are these two gonna fuck? Because this is that's not off the table in Game of Thrones. No, it's not. But it's like <clears throat> logistically. To do a show where that's kind of the crux of the show and Matt Smith is like a 35-year-old man and she's like 14? Well, and or de- maybe she's like 20. But I, Well, I have an opinion about that as well, but okay. definitely gender politics matter in this show a lot more than they mattered in Game of Thrones. Yes. They're clearly setting that up right away. Like right from the opening scene when the narrator says, and the king decided that, you know, Sally, a woman couldn't sit on the iron right. throne you're like okay this is the show that it actually doing. writes out a good g- 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 girl <laughs> <laughs> um and i had to nitpick about the age of rhaenyra because the queen is pregnant at that scene yes. and then later on they're like you've been sitting on the iron throne for 10 years so i'm like okay rhaenyra is 10 because yeah. she looks 19 right i could get on board with her being 16 uh-huh she she's not 10 guys what's no. happening no what's her age supposed to be we need to wikipedia it but also, they're going to recast her. They've already got another woman who's going to play her. Oh, gotcha. Which actually so kind of going to flash forward. Kind of disappoints me because I liked her. She was good. She was really good. Yeah. Uh, but maybe we're going to do two timelines a lot. Like okay. maybe we're going to use both of them. Yeah. Which would kind of be cool because that's good. It's it's set up that this king is not around for the long haul. Mm-hmm. But like maybe we're going to have a timeline where he's here and a timeline where he's gone. Just constantly bandaged up. It's like man, this throne. It's like. Well, well I got to do what I got to do. Because on the one hand, I think that the show has going for it is that it knows it's a Game of Thrones show. Mm-hmm. And so it's really not hiding from being a Game of Thrones show. And mm-hmm. that's good because people wanted that. The first Game of Thrones was just beating the throne itself. Like, well, which was trying to kill. The yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Literally speaking. But also it occurred to me, by the way, that you could just call this show Game of Thrones because it's still just a 100%. show about succession. Well, there, when you look at the, like the poster on Crave, it's like. It actually says like a Game of Thrones property. But it might as well be called Game of Thrones colon the House of the Dragon. Yes, you're right. Um, Because it's just another show about the line of succession. Um, What Game of Thrones had going for it, or at least what really caught people Mm -hmm. by surprise in a a good way 10 years ago or whenever it was, was when they showed you that they were going to um, expend characters that otherwise seemed like they were the leads of the show. Yeah. Ned Stark. Um, and so I don't know if like killing the king again in this is the answer. Maybe the great twist that would excite people is that, you know, somebody else has to die. But they I killed the queen the first episode. What do you well, mean? Well, they man? did. But it's not going to be uh, uh, the princess either because of the gender politics of it. Right. And it's not going to be Matt Smith because he's kind of the charisma he's of the, the show. show. Yeah. He's the Tyrion Lannister. Yeah. Although he's not as likable. No, I would say maybe he's maybe more Jamie Lannister. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Tyrion is like an overall like Well, he's the party boy. I guess that's why I was thinking. Sure, yeah. 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 Um yeah, I uh I don't I would like to see multiple timelines. I liked the show. I thought it was like I think they were kind of like trying to push the gore a little bit. We didn't you didn't talk about the gore at all. It was so brutal. Yeah, it was almost kind of like it was almost a little like uh campy. 
I mean, when the axe went through the face, yeah, that's like exactly what I can't stand. Right, that is precisely what I can't handle. Yeah, um, and so that was upsetting. And then the the jousting scene is <clears throat> very cleverly, and I think it was on the watch they astutely pointed out that they're cutting back between the 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 tourney and the C section. Yeah, to show the brutality of man prioritizing the line of male succession right. over women in general yeah. and just the brutality of like beating each other with, with weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't watch any of the C-section. I had to skip ahead because I kind of got the, the, the canary that it was going to be too hard sure. for me. Yeah. And I, as I understand, it's grotesque. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But it was supposed to be, it was supposed to make you uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. Jen, Jen definitely had her hands in front of her face. Oh, for sure. That part. She was not a, not the perfect time for her to watch that. Yeah. I think it'd be different though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like birthing a baby is different nowadays. Oh, and, yeah, and on Earth, that's what I tried to tell her. Yeah, <laughs> I had to sock her back down. Ugh. So I give it my ass. I actually did really like. It. I was impressed with it. Me too. I thought it was better than uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I don't know what kind of expectations I had going into it. Matt Smith was great. I don't know. I don't know if I like that guy. No. Yeah. I just and it's not it. his fault. He's not doing anything wrong. I just no. like I. And maybe it's because he plays assholes. Really, really well. But like, what I else just... has he done besides Doctor Who? He was Philip in the first two seasons of The yes, Crown, right? Uh, Philip and in the Crown. He was in the most recent um, Edgar Wright movie, Last Night in Soho. Oh, uh, okay. He's like a popular British that. actor. I didn't yeah. see it either. I think it's kind of spooky. Mm. Yes, definitely a popular British actor. I'm, I'm here for it. We'll see how it goes. I wonder, like, what kind of is the cast, the cast, the cast at this point, or is that I mean, going to be ever changing? That's another thing that I thought was like surprisingly um reserved about this show especially considering they had all they could ever want Mm. is that they kept the ensemble pretty tight yeah like they could have made this really sprawling and and narratively elaborate in the first episode and instead they decided to just get you attached to like three people yeah and that was really smart because i don't need to get invested in game of thrones now right you know, I felt really bad not being a part of the the dialogue for a lot of years, but like, since everybody's snotty about Game of Thrones now anyway, I don't need to be in here, mm-hmm. except I watched this show that was too gruesome for me, mm-hmm. and damn it, I want to watch the next one, because I really care about, now you're in. about her, of course, mm-hmm. and about the king more than I thought I would at the start of the episode. Yeah. He kind of seemed like a knob at the beginning. Yeah. When he stands up for himself and his daughter at the end, yeah. and he's also has a little model railroad. Yeah, and the fact that he <laughs> he does the right thing, like he, yeah. he and he like acknowledges to the daughter that like, hey, I I've messed up for the last fourteen years or whatever. Exactly, I think it says fourteen years. Okay, fourteen. I thought they said that he'd been the king for ten, but regardless, she looks a little older than that. Right. Um. Anyway. That he ends up doing the right thing. I think he, it's also like they picked actors that were like subtle enough. They weren't like over the top. Like, famous people. Famous people. Yeah. And they could have done that. Sure. They could have gotten anyone they wanted. Uh, Reese Ephons is another like British character actor who a yeah. lot of people re- would recognize. He's like the other guy at court who's, mm. he's the one who tells his daughter to go be, yes. of, be of company oh, to the so creepy. King. So upsetting. Yeah. And weren't you so relieved when she brought the book? She's like, I brought a book and she's just going to read to him. Yes. And comfort him. Yes. But like, you know what you're supposed to feel in that moment. Yes. And yeah. also said all the right things to him. Yeah. He really appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. It's heartfelt. I also thought like budgetarily it looked stunning. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that first um, vista over the clay roofs and the dragons was sensational oh, yeah. for TV. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I wasn't crazy about the... I kind of found the last season of, with the dragons and stuff. I, I always found the dragons really like CGI, kind of hard to like... Well, tell me down. something about the Game of Thrones experience that I, mm-hmm. I sensed today as I like consumed other media, but I didn't watch that show. Did they hold the dragons? Were they were the dragons like a big reveal? Um, it's my understanding that like there was all this talk about dragons and then season three, there's like, Hey, we're finally going to show you dragons. And it like mattered a lot to people. Yeah, I think so. I think like it took, I think it took a full season for like, or maybe it was second season when like Daenerys kind of hatched a dragon. Okay. Remember like there was kind of a witch that comes in and she ends up sure birthing dragons. I don't remember. I, oh, okay. Why would I remember? I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't watch the first seasons at all? No, that's the thing. Oh, you came I in watched, late. I watched the pilot for the show show, epi- yeah. episode 1.0. Yeah. And then I watched season eight. 
Oh, that was it. Yeah. I did, to be fair, I watched this excellent Screen Junkies 40-minute special that recapped the whole series and like, so I could feel like I was experiencing something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't hate season eight as much as somebody who'd spent eight years watching it would. In fact, I didn't have any major problems with it at all other than, and in the end, the the real story was the stories we tell each other or some bullshit. That was stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, But no, I don't have- I was the king all along. (laughs) I'm not as, I'm not, I don't have a problem with the brand thing. I, it's, I'm not entitled to an opinion, but I- actually thought that was okay from my POV. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have any memory of when they introduced dragons, but somebody said something on a podcast today that made me think like, oh, maybe dragons was something they they held back for a while. Yeah, I would say, yeah, they were pretty reserved with the way they used the dragons. It wasn't like Daenerys was like constantly flying around on dragons. That was like yeah. a, what didn't really happen until the last like two seasons kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, they, they kind of use those sparingly. Um, and yeah, so I think when when I think there was kind of a nod to Daenerys having dragons, like birthing dragons, in the pilot when in the pilot of this show, yeah. when the the wife says like, "What if I like birth? It could be a girl, it could be a boy. What if it was a dragon?" Yeah, and he's like, "Oh well, we'd be so blessed or whatever." But I think it was kind of like a subtle like, "Ha!" But I think that was dragon. the right amount of fan service. Yeah. And like, there's that final scene where he's announcing to his kingdom that his daughter's going to be next in line for the throne, and they're all of the subjects are stepping up, and it's these familiar surnames like Baratheon and Stark. Right. And and the music is going. <clears throat> yeah, that's. I think that's the right amount of fans. Which is the Game of Thrones now song. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Game of Thrones now. Game of Thrones now. Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, and just one more thing on season eight. I think if people are going to enjoy themselves watching this show, they need to let go. Yeah, because there's a little oh, bit. I think of that. they. I think people want to let go. Well, I think maybe smart people do, but if I'm on the internet, there's still an awful lot of. Uh, I don't think I can because season eight let me down so much or like season eight was horrible. So I'm so relieved that this show is good. Just need to like it in and of itself. Sure. Yeah. And also it's not the worst thing of all time. No season eight. No, no, I I don't think it can be. No, I think if you watch the rest of the series, you would have like a bit more of a, like, you'd be like, Oh man, that show did rule. I can, I can accept that it, that it is, disappointing although i have a history of being a series finale apologist mm, yeah, I, that's I true. like all the ones people don't like that's true um what do you think about this show as it relates to rings of power which is two weeks away i mean i think i'm going to be more into this show than i'm going to be into rings of power okay but I don't know. Like, maybe I'll be super into Rings of Power. I hope I am. See, I, of course, was more excited for Rings of Power. And yeah. I remain that excited. Mm-hmm. I, I was just trying to figure out, like, whose decision it was to release these shows at essentially the same time. And what I arrived at is that they have to air at the same time because nobody wants to air in full second. That's true. I, like, unless you're going to space them out by a year or six months at the least, um, I can't watch 10 weeks of... of house of the dragon and then go immediately to rings of power that's not fair and same yeah. vice versa and they can't premiere on the same week because one will cannibalize the other so they have to be two weeks apart staggered and i guess it'll be this tribal thing do you think there's possibly like a truce <clears throat> yeah maybe there were conversations like maybe, had. yeah i don't know I they're both so expensive yeah hmm. early reviews on rings of power are good that's good yeah all right i'm stoked you haven't seen nope yet have you no it was a movie that got brought up to me today and i was like oh yeah I've kind of forgot about that one, but I'm I started to hear see it. that it's not great. No, that it's easily his worst. Oh, yeah, that's too bad. I did see the tomato meter today, and it wasn't like super impressive. I haven't been to a movie in so long. Yeah, so maybe I'll watch it if there's like more discussion about it. But like, I don't actually feel that drawn to it anymore. It was one of those things where like the audience score was like 68, and yeah. then the tomato meter was like 83. So yeah. it's not like no, that's not bad. It's not a slam dunk. It's not a slam. It's not. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's kind of in the middle. Mm. Well, I definitely give uh, House of the Dragon my my S as well. Me too. Uh, Want to see more, but I'm nervous. About, yeah. About the gore. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I can be the buffer every season or every episode for you if you want. Well, and maybe I can I'll, give you a rating. Yeah, I'll probably have to watch it a day late anyway. I could actually like journal it and be like, okay, minute seventeen. You you're deliver me an like, IMDb parents guide. Basically, yeah. Okay. All right, I appreciate that. I'd rather have to watch it a day late anyway so that Becky can watch it with me, but I tried to watch it while everyone was watching it, mm-hmm. and the app was crashing. 
And it's like, right. okay, cool that like a show is this exciting and, and community making. Yep. But like, this is going to be every week. So maybe get your shit together. Mm-hmm. Was Crave crashing as well? Yes, Crave, but also HBO Max. Yeah, I knew, like, I knew it was HBO all over Max the world, was. it was a problem. Yeah. Damn. Well, it shows how, how transcendent Thrones is. It's about the stories we tell each other. That's right. Um, <laughs> there was a tarantula in Will Smith's house. There is right now? There was the okay. other day. This is like one of the only Instagram it's, it's posts still he's there. made. We don't know what it's doing. It well, we do know what happened. Okay. Um, it was uh, one of the only Instagram posts he's made, like irrespective of all the other stuff. Okay. And by the way, it does bring me a lot of pleasure to be able to talk about this man not talking about this lab. Right. Um, and so he takes a, an Instagram video or an Instagram live of truly a very troublingly big spider that's in his house. And he's there with his son, Trey. Mm-hmm. And together, although mostly Trey, they kind of scoop it into a into a bowl and then they set it free outside. And arachna specialists were like, this was handled very well. I'm very impressed. <laughs> this is how Will Smith gets back into the public good graces. Yeah, he takes, he takes good care of spiders, but yeah. that was the common take and this is not mine. But that like Will Smith is gentler to tarantulas than he is to fellow movie stars yeah he's man he's gonna have to be like really earn people's trust back for quite some time can he earn trust back is that possible i mean i don't know because it's my understanding that you never trust will smith you never trust will smith i kind of walked into that one i didn't really mean to <laughs> just threw trust out there it really makes the podcast end quite abruptly yeah. when you start talking about trust <laughs> i referenced trust <laughs> we were gonna stretch it out a little bit but yeah we're doing that right now yes you're right but we'll bring it back one more time and we'll say never trust will smith you can't trust will smith but uh, barely that spider <laughs> kid <laughs> one but, spider can. but see you in five weeks <laughs> here's the 2023